freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 257 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Why Meadow Dog. And our guest today is Andrew Pollack. Andrew is the author of Why Meadow Died, The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Killer of Sacred America's School. Andrew's life was forever changed when his beautiful 18-year-old daughter, Meadow, was murdered in the massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, on February 14, 2018. Since that time, he has been advocating for a national change in the mindset when it comes to school security and in florida he was instrumental in getting a monumental safety bill passed that is now being implemented in the state welcome to the show andrew oh thanks for having me on absolutely absolutely with and welcome back on it's been quite a while since we had you on but you've been a busy guy doing a lot of things you actually we'll touch on this real quick you actually appeared at the republican national convention this year yeah that was pretty awesome uh to, to be able to participate uh and help the president you know and, and push the right agenda uh and, and i was pretty uh, you know a lot of people uh, got that message of restorative justice, uh, what the Democrats, uh, how they pushed it into schools more than even when I, when I was on my book tour, because it's in that book, Why Metal Died, about those policies. But I really think it hit America pretty hard. Uh, they really got the message that night of, of what they did to our public school systems, uh, the Democrats. And if Joe Biden gets elected, which he probably, I hope to God he doesn't, uh, he's, it's on part of his platform to push those restorative justice policies, force them into public schools like they did under the Obama administration and make our kids and teachers, uh, less safe. So the message got out there and, uh, and I was happy to do it uh, to help the president. You mean Biden's pushing for things that didn't work in the first place? <laughs> After 50 years yeah, in that. office, he's, <laughs> he's just now going to be the guy to to fix it, which is one of your uh, key phrases. Yeah, he, he actually, uh, he's gonna push those. What, what happened was when Obama was president uh, and Joe, uh, Joe Hyden was the vice president, they pushed those policies, they forced them onto school districts throughout the country and, and threatened withholding back federal funding. Uh, and you know, when I met with the president, uh, it was very important to me. It meant everything that he ended those Obama policies of not holding children accountable, uh, those restorative justice uh, programs. The Obama, uh, Obama administration forced it on schools. Trump, uh, President Trump listened to me. He did put a commission together where he looked into, into all these policies uh, of not holding children accountable. And uh, he said it, it was uh, hurting children and teachers, and he put an end to it. Thank God he did, and and that's where we're at today. He ended it, but if Biden gets back in, he's going to force it back on public schools. And parents, you know, needed to know that, and that's what my message was at that RNC, that the children of this country are a lot safer with a President Trump than a, than a Joe Biden. Right. <laughs> 
And, you know, I do have to say, uh, before we, we go much further, is that, you know, as parents ourselves, we cannot imagine the devastating loss of a child that you and your family have endured. And we're so sorry that, you know, this is the moment uh, that we take you back to, uh, to have these conversations. And there are a lot of people who, who would not put themselves in that position. But I, I am so appreciative that you understand that by telling your story and staying out in front of, of these kinds of issues, that you are potentially saving who knows how many future uh, lives. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. And, for, you know, my life's never been the same since that happened. And my daughter would want me to be out there fighting for her. And really, to me, it's about, you know, I educate parents because I didn't know. I put my daughter in that school. I didn't know they had these emotionally disturbed children in the public schools that are violent. I didn't know that they allowed kids to have uh, four misdemeanors per school year, if you could imagine. Four misdemeanors they were allowed a school in a school year, and every year it would reset uh, mm. to zero without ever being introduced to law enforcement. Who would send their children to a school like that? You know, uh, and I didn't know. I didn't know those policies. So when my daughter was there, a, a student could uh, assault a teacher, another student, sell drugs, rob an iPhone, and uh, they'd put them into healing uh, circles with counseling, instead of trying to hold, show them what accountability is, you know, and, and hold them accountable and uh, mentor them to go down the right path in life. They believed in counseling and healing circles would make these children uh, better citizens, but it doesn't work. Uh, and, we, and that's, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, aren't we almost seeing that now with, uh, and I, I hadn't even planned to talk about this, but it feels like it goes kind of hand in glove with all of these defund the police uh, movements around the nation and people saying, you know, well, we need, you know, more social workers and that sort of thing. Uh, and, and it's like, you know, I, my degrees are in psychology. I understand the benefit <clears throat> of, of psychological healing and counseling and that sort of thing. But I also understand that, you know, there are some people that only respond to hard consequences for hard actions. Yeah, there are, you know, there's evil people in the world. You know, it's just a fact of life. And uh, those people, some of them you can't help. But a lot of these kids uh, that are acting out when they're juveniles, if they went into the right mentoring program where, where we did have law enforcement involved helping these kids because uh i met i know all my a lot of friends in law enforcement they don't want to see these kids get hurt and uh where they're where they can't you know where they get where they have a record at a young age they want to set them up for success also even so i believe in uh having programs where there is law enforcement involved to show these kids point them in the right direction and set them up for success these uh democrats Democrats uh, don't don't believe in holding these kids accountable. Uh, their whole point of defunding the police is that they the police can't be trusted in the schools. That they're racist, so uh, we should defund them. They're removing police from uh, schools. If you, you probably know about it, California, yeah, Portland, Oregon. You got Minneapolis, Chicago, New York. They're taking the police out of the schools because they can't be trusted and they think that more counselors would be better. So what, what examples does that show of uh, children, you know? Well, I'm, I'm shocked when the first statement you said that they have policies and after four offenses before they do anything, uh, why do they have, I mean, it should be, a, this is a bad kid. The first time that he assaults somebody, there should be action taken immediately. Why are they waiting for well, four times? Uh, Four times in a year, you know, he threatened to shoot. My daughter's murderer threatened to shoot the school up and w w wasn't arrested. You know, he threatened to rape other girls. He threatened to, to kill people. He skinned animals, never arrested. So what happens is in, uh, in these uh, liberal counties uh, with this restorative justice, it, you know, it started with the school district in Broward and then the sheriff signed on to it because... It's, you know, he's an elected official, so he could start saying that, hey, look, 
you know, arrests are down by 30, 40% since I'm the sheriff. But in actuality, they just stop arresting and holding these kids accountable. But the statistics look great from when he runs again. And, uh, you know, the police were, the sheriff was to the murderer's house 40, uh, over 40 times without an arrest, if you mm -hmm. can believe it. So if he would have been arrested, he would have, you know, if he would have had a record, he wouldn't have been able to purchase a rifle, you know, for threatening up the school, for threatening to shoot the school up, uh, he should have been arrested. And, and you, you want to know a fact uh, with that. So they sent the deputy out to the school, to his house, uh, and he failed miserably uh, from the Broward Sheriff's Office. Deputy Eason went to the murderer's house when he threatened to shoot the school up, and, and nothing uh, never happened. You know, he was never arrested. That same deputy Eason was at the school that day and hid behind his car. He didn't go inside the school. So he didn't arrest them for threatening to shoot the school up, and then he don't go into school when the kids are getting shot. Andrew, it looks to me like, the way the Democrats, we'll call them Democrats, are, are causing all these things to happen is they're almost wanting things to happen because they're, they're, they're not trying to prevent this stuff. Uh, you know, you say they get four times they can assault at the school, but yet and they're going to law-abiding gun people and saying, if, if you're one, if you say one thing bad, we're going to do the red, what is it called? Flag the red flag laws. law and take your guns away. But yet, they, a kid at school that threatens four times, they're letting them go. Yeah, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing happened to them, you know, uh, juvenile. That's crazy. But, but you know, you can't, you know, yeah. He was able to purchase the rifle legally. You know, they right. don't look into that, the Democrats. They just say, you know, a lot of that got, uh, a lot of the noise in uh, Broward after the shooting was for gun control. And, you know, I didn't go that path. I just, I wanted to know the facts. And I'll be honest, if I would have came out and found out the facts that it would have been gun control, I'd be here talking to you about it. But that had nothing to do with it. Uh, people failed my daughter. It wasn't the gun laws. It was people. And right. he should have been arrested multiple times. The gun laws are in place. You need to enforce them. We have enough laws. We don't well, need any more. We don't need new laws. The kid realized that by making threats that he could continue doing it. He wasn't learning a lesson. If they would have went hard at him the first time he made a threat, he could have changed his path. Yeah. But he, he had no Maybe. He had no consequences. Most kids, yeah. This kid was just an evil uh, from birth. He was evil, you know. But most kids in general, uh, if you give them a, you know, if they learn their lesson young, you set them up for success. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, but they don't go that path. I don't know. But parents, parents need to know better. You know what I mean? Uh, forget dealing with the, the school districts, the school boards. I put it on the parents, you know, parents, you know, you need to, before you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're a parent. And, and you need to know where you're sending your child to school. You know, listen, when's the last time you heard about a school shooting at a private school? Yeah, it's probably I never. You know what ever. I mean? Because yeah. private schools don't have those policies in place. Uh, they hold kids accountable. Uh, private schools don't take emotionally disturbed, violent children and label them special needs. Mm. You know, that's a big issue too with the public schools. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they don't take them at private schools. So mm -hmm. th that's my message to parents all the time. I would do, I'd sell a kidney uh, if I had to, to be able to put my child in a private school. Because, yeah, you. you know, these private schools are run by these, the, the public schools are run, most of them by these liberal loons. You know, that's the only word I could think of when, when you think about them, when the way they run them and the policies, uh, you know, and, and the way the things they're teaching now, it's just insane. You know, parents, uh, I urge you, you got to watch if their kids are online at these public schools take a look at what they're trying to teach them and you got to monitor it. Yes, for yeah. sure. Wow. Well, schools are just now reopening around the nation and after the uh, COVID shutdowns, I mean, who knows if they're going to stay open or not. We're sitting in the studio on Monday, September 21st, 2020. So it, it, it's anybody's guess what's going to happen this school year. But if you could talk to every school board educator and school administrator in the nation, what would you tell them that they should have been doing during the break to prepare for the school safety issue? 
Well, that's where you were looking at my logo before. It's not coming up. I have a, a software company that I've been working with uh, for over the last year and a half. We focused on all the failures that happened uh, that day in Parkland. Uh, and we, we made a software that's going to help law enforcement be more efficient when it comes to uh, active shooter response or any 911. Uh, anyone that's listening, especially uh, law enforcement or any school people that are working schools, I'd love for them to go to my website, schoolsafetygrant.org. And I have a grant program. Uh, we raised $20 million in this uh, program to be able to give this software away to law enforcement, schools, places of worship. We're in churches and temples now with this software. In a nutshell, it, I'll, I'll give it to you pretty quick. It gives our software will connect law enforcement to any mass gathering place that has cameras within five seconds. So if you're at church and something happens, you'll be able to hit an app on your iPhone or call 911. Within five seconds, the sheriff or the police department would have access to every camera at that entity, at that mass gathering. And in their real-time crime center, they could see exactly what's going on at the church or any facility. It'll give the, uh, the dispatcher access to any door locking mechanisms It'll give them access to the PA system. They could talk right over the PA system in five seconds, telling the shooter to drop his weapon. They could be directing the people where to go inside the building. Uh, it gives them access to the fire alarms to silence it. A lot of times in these situations, they'll pull the fire alarm to just make it more chaotic. In my mm -hmm. daughter's case, because of the uh, smoke from the gun, you know, the exhaust, it set off the fire alarms. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's 90, if you could believe 90 rounds went off in my daughter's school, mm -hmm. uh, you know, from a, a five, five, six round, which is kind of loud. And my daughter's teacher, because of the fire alarm, put my daughter out into the hallway with the rounds, listening to the 90 rounds because the fire alarm went off. So it got my daughter murdered, the teacher, by putting her out there. Mm -hmm. So... That meant a lot to me, adding that to the software. So the dispatcher could see that there's not a fire and silence it, talk to everybody inside the building, okay? Open and unlock doors. It has a mapping system also. So say you're in a, it's a lot of times the dispatcher's looking at a monitor and there could be 30 cameras in the building. It's impossible to know if they're looking at, say, camera 20, exactly where it is we interface the cameras uh, with a mapping system. So she'd be able to direct the first responders to that exact location where something's going on. We're also gonna have the ability for first responders to live stream back to dispatch with their cell phones, right from any situation. Wow. So it's pretty awesome. And we're given that uh, this software through my grant system, we're able to give it to uh, law enforcement agencies throughout the country. So I'm here to support law enforcement, uh, schoolsafetygrant.org, just go on it. It's a simple two-page grant, and I'd be happy to demo it. Uh, we could do a demo over Zoom for any law enforcement agency in the country that's listening. That is phenomenal. Like, I, I yeah, mean, it's saving shop. lives. We have a gun shop, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, there's been so many uh, times when, you know, it's just been a, a false alarm, and then sometimes it's been a real alarm, and that ability to be able to immediately connect with the police, you know, you got to yep. go through your alarm company, and then they've got to call us, and then we've got to, you know, and I'm thinking, man, that real time well, is powerful. We could do it for you, so you would hit, you. we give you an app, or you have a panic button, or a 911 call, it would link your gun store to the sheriff's office within five seconds. And so they could see why they're en route, their deputies, why yeah. they're en route, they would know which entrance to go in your building, what's the situation, is it a hostage situation, is there a fire, is it a heart attack, is it a, uh, is it a holdup? And Brilliant. they could see everything, even in your parking lot, they'd see the car, they'd see the license plate, they'd know everything <laughs> within five seconds, what's going on. <laughs> That's, that's amazing. That's brilliant. That and saves you, lives right there. Oh, yeah. And you talk about our yep, children. And, and we're doing it. 
and it's I'm pretty I'm pretty proud to be a part of it. It's given me something, you know, to help law enforcement with uh, and give them these tools to better equip them on response because, you know, people say seconds save lives, and it's true. But we've done a lot of demos with this software, and it actually it'll it'll shave minutes off response time for law enforcement. So it's really cool. And and just to see it and, uh, you know, I've seen it over the last year now we've been implementing it and to see the first, like the the chief of police or, or sheriff see it or the head of uh, the Florida department of law enforcement to see this software in place. It's just remarkable because this, the the George drop and say, this is life changing. It's the the future of nine one one. And you give that service free to law enforcement? The law enforcement, and we have grants available for hospitals. Right now, we're, we've been implementing it in hospitals now also because that's soft targets. It's always dangerous oh, yeah. in hospitals. Yes. Oh, yeah. So a hospital could call, you know. And what's great, too, we have an app. Like I said, uh, the app will pop up when you're in the building, and it could only work when you're inside a building. And you could hit that app. And that'll pop up at the real-time crime center also. So a lot of times, listen, you could be at a wedding somewhere. You don't even know the address. How are you going to call 911? You don't know where you are. You hit this app or 911, the dispatcher knows more than what you know, the person who's calling. They'll know just as much or more than what the caller knows within five seconds. It's, It's pretty cool. And you, you don't need, we could connect to any software. It doesn't matter what type of camera system you have. This is what makes it unique. So we could, when we give it to a sheriff's office, uh, you know, there could be, you could have a different camera system in your gun store than the hospital or the private school. You don't have to change your software. We're able to use what you have and connect without you buying any type of extra software. So it's pretty, it's incredible. I think it's brilliant. And when I picture, you know, using it in a school or a large church or a large hospital and um, how you can have your officers and the dispatch interacting with each other in real time with the cameras, because so often what I've seen with these drills at when our daughter was in high school is that there's, there's a funneling and then there's a herding of the students and the bad guys know the process and they know how to use those funnels and that hurting to enact some horrible damage to our, our students. And so to be able to, to impact that and maybe change some of their methods, it, you know, as it's happening, because now we know where the bad guy is and how to have the students maneuver and the teachers maneuver, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's going to, it's definitely saving lives. We've been uh, installing it now, you know, in some temples, uh, a church, uh, hospitals. So it's endless, really. Gun store, it could be in a gun store. Think about this. You'd be able to live stream from your cell phone to the dispatch. Mm -hmm. If something was seriously happening and you were able to free your hands, Mm -hmm. you could actually live stream to dispatch from your store or church to show them exactly what's going on. We're going to have that. We have that technology also. All I can think about is the, the sheriff guy that uh, hid behind his car when the shooting happened in Florida. If they would have had cameras, maybe he wouldn't have had to hide behind the car. Well, well he would have known what he if was they doing. Had, if we were speaking over to, we were, yeah, we'd be able to speak over to PA and tell him to get his ass in the building, right? Yeah, but he wasn't you know, I, I just wanted to mention that there was a, a, a sheriff that there was there that was didn't hiding. respond yes. that was hiding <laughs> when innocent students were being shot. And I, Not you know, I just can't one. get over that. There was right. more. There was like about, there was about eight. And you want to know the crazy thing. Three of them just got their jobs back from being fired on a technicality uh, because they waited past the termination date. The new sheriff didn't realize it. And uh, three of them now are going to—they're going to get their jobs back with two years back pay, mm. overtime, and uh, their—you uh, know—if they did any uh, details, they're going to get all that money back. So they—they they, they failed. They let kids get murdered. They hid behind their cars. These deputies, and now they're going to get their pay of two years, uh, two three hundred thousand dollars, and so get their rewarded. jobs back. 
they're rewarded for being yeah. cowards. That's part of the problem. And you know what's you know, you know what ticks me off too because it's you know Broward's a cesspool of Democrats. Uh, I got at it. I don't live in that county anymore. There's not one official in Broward that'll say you know that because there's a bunch of town you know there's different cities in Broward County, you know, and there's different mayors and there's people that run the counties. What well, if I was a mayor there? I'd say, hey, look, you, I don't want that deputy in my town. You know what I mean? I don't want him. Uh, if there's another 911 call, I don't want that deputy responding. Don't you dare put that deputy in my town where he could go to another school shooting and hid behind his car again. Right. Right. So all the parents, all all the parents that live in Broward County, they're all okay with these deputies going back to that. Let them send them back to Parkland, and they should be uh, SROs. Let them work at the school, these guys, because there's not one parent, not one mayor. Not one uh, county official that's saying we don't want that deputy. That's how sick that county is, and that's why I got out of there. You hear my rooster in the background? I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it must be morning. There. I don't know. Whenever it's I do, wake it's up. unbelievable. Yeah, he knows when I'm on the on a Zoom or on an interview. He always, this rooster comes poking around, but but yeah, it. that's a, that bothers me. You know that nobody nobody uh, everybody's okay in Broward with these deputies getting their jobs back and being able to respond again to another school, a church, a hospital, no one says anything. Well, that's their message. No, the message is you can fail four or five times, you can threaten four or five times, and nothing's gonna happen to you, and we just look back, but then look at the results of what happens when they do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, look. If, if I was look, a sheriff. What, you know, it's the same. Yep. Yeah. If, okay, first of all, the sheriff department is the chief law enforcement. They are the above everybody, every other law enforcement. And the second thing, if I was, if I failed like that, if I would have been the cause of children dying, there's no way I could even for, go back to work. I, I couldn't do it. it, it These guys failed. are going back with pay. It's terrible. Well, it's you terrible. know, we were talking hey. earlier. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, all this accountability, you know, I live in Oregon now. They started those, uh, you know, all those fires were arsonists. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's just another example of not holding these anarchists accountable. You let them riot. You let them break buildings, windows, burn cars, burn precincts. Now they're burning the state. You know what I mean? It keeps building up. Yeah. You know, you got to you got to have law and order. And it's the same. It starts in the school. It You know, it, it goes out into the cities. You know, it starts at an early age of accountability and law and order. And this is the results of it. You know, you have more shootings. You have kids lighting fires now, burning down the whole state. And this is what happens when you let these people go, you know, have no law and order. Andrew, you said it right. But it starts, like you said earlier, it starts with the family. Because if kids learn yeah. accountability, then they'll teach accountability, right? If they're, if they're not, exactly. if, if they don't have accountability all their life, then they're going to look at this as, hey, that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. But if they're taught accountability at an early age, then they're going to later become congressmen or congresswomen. And they're going to say, no, accountability, that's what you have to live by. Well, and there yep. was somebody and, uh, with the, um, the fires. I don't remember if it was in Oregon or not, but some guy they had arrested because they caught him doing arson. And then I think they let him go the same day. And then they caught him like with three more fires. Like, more. isn't that like in real time, like exactly yes. what we're talking about? But it's global warming, right? If you ask the Democrats. <laughs> only, in it, it's global only in the warming. United States, though. It doesn't, go, it doesn't go across to the Canadian border. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. President Trump's fault that, uh, that there's the, the, the lighting up the, the forests out here. It's President Trump's fault. That's crazy. Quick to blame him, right? With everything. I, Meanwhile, they they got gas cans, and they were organized because I could tell you when these fires started, we were getting hit with some uh, terrible wind. The wind was like at fifty miles an hour, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we had the whole state burning in a day. Yeah. So it it was so uh, organized these fires because they set it at the exact time when they could take off and do the most damage. And they yeah. did a lot of damage. I had some friends lose some houses yeah. and you could just see the devastation, but they waited for those 50 mile an hour winds until they lit those fires up. 
Well, Andrew, I, I have one other thing to say. The, uh, the people of California are protecting you, though, because they're letting people go that do arson. But when the power company drops a line and it causes a fire, they sue them for billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So they're protecting yeah, you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> not yeah. so much. Well, I'm not in, I'm not in California. I know you're not. I no, no. I would never, I, a person like you would never move to California. I would no, but you know, my, my wife's family's from California and I won't live in California. You know, people tell me Oregon isn't much better, but I, you know, it really goes by the county, you know, I, right. so I moved close to California. I'm in Southern Oregon in a, in a really nice conservative county. I drive down the street. I, all I do is see Trump signs. Uh, you know, it's great. You know, I got good neighbors. I, uh, I tell people, you know, I lived in Broward. I was surrounded by uh, Democrats there that are loony, lunatics. And I traded them in for goats. So now I have goats <laughs> on my ranch and instead of uh, Democrats. And it's a, they're a lot easier and uh, they're a lot smarter. It sounds so like funny. your rooster is a Republican, is he? <laughs> Uh, I would all, that's all I would have. Uh, the only thing allowed on my ranch are Republicans. Love it. Awesome. All right. We were talking earlier about how uh, the school board and the sheriff's office and, and all the people that were in positions of power were monkeying around with statistics in order to present a picture and paint a picture uh, to the public. And one of my favorite statisticians ever is John R. Lott. He is, he is yeah. a statistician first. Um, he really isn't a gun guy. And so it's funny to me when people want to, you know, throw, throw shade on him for, well, he's just, you know, he's the one that's monkeying with the statistics to try to make, you know, gun laws look better. Or, I mean, uh, gun rights look better. But he just wrote uh, this book here, Gun Control Myths. And I, I see at the bottom here, it says the foreword was written by one Andrew Pollock. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. We're pretty friend. We're pretty friendly. And a lot of times when I want information and when I'm going to do an interview, uh, John helps me out because I'm not going to sit and read like John does and go through everything. So I get the, I get the talking points from John uh, a lot of times. And and if I want information on something, if I'm not aware about something. He's an encyclopedia, and he's a great guy. I recommend his book, and uh, and he's the go-to guy when it comes when I want to know statistics and I want the truth and I want to know facts. I go to John, and that, and that book's awesome. I everyone should go out and, and and get that copy of that book. I I couldn't agree with you more about John. He is just a solid guy, and I mean he is just going to tell it to you straight, even if he's telling you something you don't want to hear. He he just says it and lets you yeah, he's gonna tell him. you the truth <laughs> it really is and I every, love it. You know, that, that's why i love uh you know i just i got him on my in my phone and i when if i need some info i call him and he's so happy to help me all the time so he, he's a good friend and and uh and he helps all the time whenever i need any type of statistics so the the name of this book is gun control myths um what were some of the myths that you believed before you started looking for ways to keep our kids safe? Were there, were there some major myths that... Oh, I don't think that the, the main one is that gun control, uh, any of the laws that they're putting into place now, not there wouldn't have been... Oh, the private gun sale. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have made a difference in, in one mass shooting in this century. Mm -hmm. uh, there hasn't been a, a private gun sale used in, in a mass shooting. Uh, this century and because you know the democrats are always pushing for those private uh sales mm -hmm. but it, it wouldn't have made a difference even if they banned them it wouldn't have made a difference in one mass shooting in, in this century mm -hmm. and that's I, that one i got from Jim, and that, that's in there in his book and and we always you know that's what they push all the time and they they want to push you know background checks you know i i haven't bought a gun ever w without a, getting a background check uh, you know, unless it's from a, a friend of mine, you know, but, you know, there are backgrounds, you know, the, the laws are in place and they just need to be enforced. We don't need new laws. Well, that's uh, the whole that, problem. The Democrats, they keep adding more law, 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 but then they turn around and they, they let you go. They don't do anything to you. Yeah. If a customer, you comes know what? I was, uh, go ahead. I was in Oregon 
and uh, the process to get my concealed carry was uh, was pretty easy. You know, I took the class. Uh, I took the class, and then I, uh, you know, I filled out the, the form for the sheriff. So uh, I was in the sheriff's office, you know, and they're looking at my application because I was from out of state, and they're looking at all the boxes, and then they go to me, uh, you know, they said, "Hey, Mr. Pollock, is there any?" Uh, you have any history of any mental illness in your family? Mm. And then I had to think. And then I said, I go, you know, my brother is a Democrat. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh, that's that's good. good. You like that one? Yeah, I, I love, got that I'm... from my buddy, Steve. That's a Can good one. It? They also, there's another one. They go, uh, you know, when Dorothy, Dorothy goes to uh, the Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Mm. How is it? You have no brain, and and you could still talk and think. He goes, "Well, I am a Democrat." That, you know, that's I, another I one that from my buddy Steve the Cop. Yeah, but you, you know knew that one. But that's because yeah. I set you up with the first one. Yes, that's right. Good. Are you, you here know, all week? We'll tip yeah. our wait staff. That's good. You know, the, the <laughs> fine example of that is in our gun yeah. shop. You know, when a customer, when a person comes in to buy a gun, and they are denied because they have broken the law and they're felons. They don't do anything. They they just tell them they can't buy a gun, but they don't go and say, you know, go after them and say, hey, you tried to buy a gun. You're a felon. You can't buy a gun. They just let it go. And what does that guy learn? How to get around that. Nothing. They learn how yeah, to get so when they, so they can get a gun. When you fill out it, when you lie on your application, you should be held accountable. You bet. There's, there's a lot of them with right? They're not doing anything about that. No, because they, they, don't they should care. be held accountable. All they care about is making more laws and keeping yep. the keeping the, the law-abiding citizens tied up. That's all they want to do. Well, and we yep. are really giving our uh, Democratic friends and neighbors and family yep. members the raz here today. Uh, but, you know, and sometimes it's not the neighbors and the friend and the family, but it definitely is the platform of the Democratic right. Party right now. And as a matter of fact, in the House and the Senate, both, there are bills that have been sponsored and co-sponsored by many, many names uh, that are just waiting for an opportunity, waiting for another big, horrible murder, or waiting for the, the end of the election to, to get them through. One is H.R. 5717. The other is in the House. It is S. Three two, I mean the Senate S two five four, and they both have the exact same name, and the one in the Senate was authored by Elizabeth Warren, who was just running for the highest office in the land, and they're called the Gun Violence and Community Safety Kumbaya Let's Hold Hands Act, and by what these bills do is they list name by name individual firearms and individual manufacturer names of guns that they want to have made illegal. And what we've been saying here today is that it isn't about the tools themselves and you can pile every kind of law on every kind of law and it is not going to keep our children safe. It is not going, it would not have changed why Meadow died. It is about human behavior, human action. It's about getting in front of, you know, these people that are obviously acting out. And so, you know, I, I just want to ask my, my audience that, that are Democrats or are liberals to forgive us for giving you the Raz, but we have some reasons. We, we have reasons to give you the Raz. What do you say about all that, Andrew? Well well, I know it, you know, I, I've watched uh, Biden's, I see what's his platform, you know, and I know what the president, how the president feels about our Second Amendment. Yes. And I know it's at risk, a lot of our rights, uh, you know, if these Democrats go get the White House, uh, a lot of it's at risk. Yes. You know, they're going to force us to become outlaws. Uh, that's the way I look at it, you know, because I, I, I'm a big proponent of the Second Amendment, you know, I. I, where I live, I don't even have self-service. I can't call 911. Uh, my daughter, they were all in that school that day. They called 911 and no one came to save them. Unarmed people went in the school, got shot. 
eight deputies hid behind their cars. So I'm not, those are a poor excuse of law enforcement, those deputies that hid, but it just shows you that you can't always count. You're going to call 911 and they're going to come save you. Thank so you. I'm damaged personally from what happened to my daughter that day that no one helped her. Exactly. And I'm never going to be in that predicament of not being able to help my family and loved ones. So I'm always going to uh, protect myself and the family. And the Second Amendment means everything to me, whether I want my AR, whether I want my extended magazine, whether I want a drum. Uh, you know, that's my right. And I want to be able to defend myself because the criminals, they're not going to, they're not going to go by any laws that are in place. They're going to have all that stuff. And, and I want it. And I'm not giving it up. And if I'm going to be an outlaw, I'll be an outlaw. But meanwhile, we all have to vote. You got to get out and vote. The people that are listening, it's not just about you voting. It's about your neighbor. It's about your family member, your kids. Everyone you know has got to go out and vote and uh, vote for President Trump, who's a big defender of the Second Amendment. You know, I, I have to make a comment because Cheryl was talking about, we know some Democrats that are gun owners, several gun owners. And I think it's time to say to like the Liberal Gun Owners Association, whatever that's called, and the other gun-owning Democrats out there, if you are a Democrat and you love guns, you have got to change the way you vote because they're telling you right now on TV, if they get elected, they're going to change the way your gun ownership is. They're going to change it. Exactly. They're going to go, you know, they want to ban semi-automatic rifles. Right. You know, it, uh, that's what it boils down to. It's, there's no such thing. We all know that to anyone that has firearms, there's no such thing as an assault rifle. Right. I don't know what that categorizes as what they're talking about. But to me, it's just it's every semi-automatic rifle on the market to them is an assault rifle. Andrew, that's and, you know, there's plenty of rifles that have bigger calibers than an AR that right. could do a lot more damage. I could do, I could take my, uh, Glock, you know, my Glocks with extended magazines and do uh, damage. You could do the shooting in Santa Fe in 2018 in May. Uh, at the school, they, there was 10 kids, a uh, teacher killed. Uh, they used a shotgun, right. you know. So I don't know what their motive is, but their motive is to, is to ban, uh, to ban uh, semi-automatic rifles. Uh, if Andrew, you I know Democrat. what their motive is. I, I, I guarantee you I know their motive is. It's to start with what yeah. they call the easy ones mm -hmm. to get to all yeah. of them. Because yeah. they have been trying, They back in the 70s, they said, we need to get rid of Saturday night specials. Those were the cheap pistols. There yeah. were a big problem, New York, California. So they tried to get rid of those. Kennedy was really hard on that, uh, uh, Bobby Kennedy. And then after Bobby Kennedy got shot with a cheap Saturday night special, they come up with this law that they wanted to remove them all. Well, in the fine print, it was Colt Pythons. It was high dollar guns. Mm -hmm. Guns then were $300 yeah. or a thousand now. But anyway, it's, it's just the easiest mark right now. Then they're going to work their way to, they have a dream to remove all guns from the universe. Yeah. Never yes. could read, happen. Read but that's what they want. Yeah, so all the people that have shotguns and say, well, I don't care what happens with semi-automatics. We'll let them get the semi-automatics gone, and guess what's going to be next? It's going to be shotguns. Yeah. Yep. Period. It's That'll be be pistol. It'll be revolver. It'll be semi-automatic pistols. That'll be revolvers. Hey, you know, it's, it's BB just, guns in New York. It's, no okay? it's BB guns yeah. in New York. Already. Yeah, no talking to them. You just got to get out and vote. It's a war of votes right now, what we're going right. on through. Right. Uh, that's what I tell people. It's a war. The war is how many votes. We need more votes than they, they get. And it's very important to get out and vote in November. Uh, everybody, you got to tell everyone you know, get out and yes. vote. Uh, uh, second true. Amendment's on the line. And really the country's on the line, the way I look at it. We're going to see what direction this country's headed uh, November so 3rd. True. We have well, to here vote. In, here we in Arizona, I mean, we've got the choice between... Uh, Mark Kelly, who is, he has already promised to uh, not uphold his constitutional oath because he's very anti-gun, very anti-rights. And then Martha McSally, who is Republican and, and pro-rights. In your state, you've got Alex Scarlatos, who's running. Alex has already, Alec has already demonstrated that he is a, a hero. He is one of the three guys that was on a train in Paris a few years ago, helped save lives. 
Um, so that's yeah, I'm friends with Alec. He's awesome. I know Alec pretty good. He lives a little, he's not in my district. I'm in a, my district's going to be Republican. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I'll, we'll have the only federal uh, congressman that's Republican in the state where I live. I'm hoping Alex, uh, Alec could pull it off, you know. He's, it's got a tough road ahead of him. He needs a lot of support. And uh, mm -hmm. maybe he can do it, you know. It's really tough. He's got a couple of really uh, liberal cities up there. They have a lot of uh, Democrats in them. But where he where he personally lives, it's very conservative. You know, they they need the timber industry. He wants to support them. Our Second Amendment. So he's a good kid. I I really hope he wins. Awesome. Me too. We're trying to book him for the show in the next couple of weeks. But he's another busy guy like you are. But uh, we need to yeah. let you go, uh, Andrew Pollock. Thank you so much for all that you uh, are doing to help save the lives of all of our future children, all of our future students with the work that you're doing with uh, the school safety grant, uh, with the wisdom that you've put in your book, Why Meadow Died. I encourage everybody to, to pick up a copy. Don't just pick it up, but read it, right? And, and act on some of the things that you see in there. And just as we go out, Andrew, please tell folks how they can follow you and get a hold of a copy of your book. Sure. They could, the best is to follow me at, on my Twitter, Andrew Pollock FL, or on Facebook, Andrew Pollock Parkland Parent. Uh, you could get a copy of my book on Amazon, uh, Why Metal Died. And if you own any type of business or in law enforcement or a private school or a gun owner, a gun shop, uh, a church, go on to my website, schoolsafetygrant.org. Uh, look at it, check it out, and see if you want to fill out my grant. I'd be happy to come and help uh, help you uh, make make your place a lot safer for your community. Andrew, thank you. Thank you very much. I know that this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. We will You're talk welcome. to you soon, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, he got my blood boiling. <laughs> And I probably spoke up too much and interrupted too much. But why? Why can't people see what's going on? Whether you're Democrat, Republican, or whatever, I mean, just look. What is going on? We, we don't have accountability. We don't, you know, it just, it just irritates me because... Oh, I love guns. I'm a Democrat. I'm a school teacher and I love guns and I love guns. Oh, but we don't need AR-15s. We don't, you know, come on. Yeah. Wake. Can, I can't say that word. <laughs> Just wake up. Okay. Wake up because, I mean, look what Andrew went through. And his whole family. His whole family. And went still through. going through. This is forever for them. And forever. His daughter. You know, these, is, these officers get their jobs back. Right. They don't get their daughter back. No, and she, me, she that her is opportunities too. What, highly what, offensive. You know, what would she have become? Yeah. And for them to the hide behind, I, I love police officers. I, I, I support them 100%. They're 99% all good. Yes. But they can't be there. They can't be you know, there. You and can't be there. You some are the, of them you know. probably shouldn't still wear right. the badge well, like the ones that got their jobs back. But anyway, we will we'll let the people of Florida fight that one out. But I just want to um, once again uh, thank our awesome guest today, Andrew Pollock. He wrote this book, Why Meadow Died, and then he wrote the foreword to uh, Gun Control Myths by John Lott both very good worthwhile reads thank you so much to our listeners uh, take this message take this conversation into your spheres of influence and if you're one of our our democrat or liberal or independent um, listeners you know i thank you so much for hanging in there because sometimes it's hard to hear somebody you know that or you know the the hosts say you know well these things were bad and they're connected to the democrats well we also say when these things are bad and they're connected to republicans so please understand that there is that balance there we right now see 
that there is a lot of work being done. Those, those bills that I just read about, a lot of the work being done on the side of the Democrats at their federal and state level um, platforms that are not good for our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. These are people that are not taking their oath seriously. We're going to call that out. And well, I, I have a message to the Democrats. Too. I know it's uncomfortable to hear. I have the message hanging in there. With I us. have a message to the Democrats and to anyone that's anti-gun or anti-constitutionist. Mm -hmm. Okay, and my message is: prove me wrong. Call me, text us, do whatever. Get on the show. Tell me why we're wrong. Because my ears are open. Mm -hmm. And I, I only see what I can see right now from my experiences in my life. Yeah. So prove me wrong. Show me the way. And, and that's the thing is, if you're arguing with us in your brain right now, that's awesome. That means you're engaged. <clears throat> uh, but keep, keep working through that argument. And if you can see that, you know, voting for the Democrats that are promising to not uphold our Second Amendment, which is shall not be infringed, period, which is gun control for dummies. Kind of hard to screw that up. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I was going with well, that I sentence. Well, I do. I do. I saw a meme today. It said the Constitution uh, protects cell phones, texting, and emails, but it doesn't protect any gun rights except muskets. Yeah. So think about that. that. All right. And there are Republicans that oh, aren't upholding their you know who you are. constitutional yes. oath as well yes. as it pertains to the Second Amendment. And you are on our radar for sure. And we are not going to support you with our votes. And we are going to call you out when we get an opportunity because we hire you with our votes in order to represent us by supporting, protecting, and defending our Constitution. That's what we are hiring you to do. Any government official out there that supports the people, that works for the people, the Constitution is in your pay grade. Okay? Just keep <laughs> that Murphy, in mind. we're looking at you in New yes. Jersey. We got to get out of yes. here. All right. Hey. Until I, next time. Let's pray for our nation. Yes. Let's especially pray that we'll get out there and vote. Everybody get out there and vote. No dead people, though. We don't want dead people voting. If you're alive and you're a U.S. citizen, vote. Okay. I pray for that. Good. Good. And I All pray right. for our nation. Thank you. Pray for our representatives, the people in positions pray of for them. responsibility, our leaders, whatever acronym or whatever um, pray for them. word you want to use Just there. Just pray for everyone. Uh, even the ones you don't like, Sam? I said everyone. Especially the ones you don't like. Have a great week. Be good to each other. And God bless. Bye-bye.